Welcome to Caramel Chic Radio, a show created for women of any age. Today, my goal is to motivate you to make this world a better place, one woman at a time. Someone once told me that to change the world, we first have to change ourselves. Therefore, on our show, we will talk about women's inspiration, self-improvement, love, family, and even business matters. The good things and the bad, the failures and victories. Because life wouldn't be called as such if it didn't have its peaks and valleys. Most importantly, if you're craving some real, honest girl talk, uplifting stories, and want to get fired up about this thing called life, this show is for you. But don't forget to have fun and enjoy every moment because Caramel Chic Radio is all about life, love, happiness, and a little bit of sweetness. Let's go! As many entrepreneurs are staying at home this month while revamping ideas, brainstorming business strategies, and getting ready for the next season, I thought it would be useful to share some practical tips about how to discover your brand's voice, whether or not you should hire a business coach, and how to be relevant when posting to social media. Today, I dive into it all with business coach, and strategist for women, Shana DeWitt, as she shares with us some of her useful tips to grow your business. This episode is quite informative, so be sure to tune in. Welcome to Caramel Chic Radio. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Um, just out of curiosity, where are you right now? What city, state, where, which part of the globe are you on? Um, we actually just moved to Knoxville, Tennessee from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, very nice. So you're not far from me. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, not far at all. <laughs> nice. So um, thank you so much for uh, giving us a little bit of your time. I know that we are recording during interesting times right now for United States and the world. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a business coach and strategist for women, and I help people reposition their business. So as entrepreneurs, we often start in one area and kind of move and develop into other areas because just like our businesses, we are constantly evolving. So my specialty is really helping people package up their expertise and their experience to do work that really, really lights them up. Oh, very nice. And what, what would you say um, if somebody's looking for a business coach, a strategist as yourself, um, before they start looking for one, what tips would you give them? What what should they focus on when they're looking for a, a person like that? Well, I think that it's a matter of knowing what it is that you exactly need. And so that depends on where you are in your business. And then it comes into a little bit more of personality. So the person that you were going to be working with, you want to make sure that it's a really good fit for you and gives you the kind of things that you need. So just me in particular, what's different is that 
well, I'm a strategist and I can give you an excellent plan to market your business. The reason why you need coaching is because I'm sure a lot of you have found that are listening to this is that you will buy a course and you'll get about halfway through, but then you kind of fall off or you have these really great ideas for how to market your business, but then maybe you only kind of get through half of them. So execution is a key. And often there are lots of different reasons why we have trouble executing. And that's where the coaching part comes in because you really have a partner in your business. So not just somebody to bounce ideas off of, not just somebody to tell you this is what you need to do, which are all very helpful, but to also create the space for you to be able to build your confidence, for you to know how to do this going forward. That's really important to me. And to give you that accountability to keep you on track and then And most importantly, for those times when your mind kind of gets the best of you and makes you doubt yourself, makes you have a lot of fears, which are keeping you from taking action, your coach is always there to support you, to call you out on that. And that is the reason why working with a coach helps you build your business so much faster and easier, I believe. Mm -hmm. So you would say also you kind of are playing a part of an accountability partner? Tell us a little bit about that. Let's say somebody is not really motivated. Is that where the business coach's uh, job comes in? Well, I don't believe that it's a question of motivation because, Mm -hmm. I mean, you have no business and you're wasting your money if you're not motivated. So it's not that someone's not motivated. It's just that they find themselves in a place where it's kind of like being on a treadmill where their business isn't really growing, but they spend a lot of time doing things. This is often what I see with people. They're doing a lot of things, but they're not actually getting a lot of results. And so they feel kind of stuck, right? And this is where a coach comes in. So the accountability portion of that is just that they are setting. So you feel kind of overwhelmed and you're not sure what to do. And so they're there to say, this is what you need to work on now. This is where your focus needs to be now. And when you're not doing it, they're there to help you understand why you're not doing it. So then you're actually learning and growing and being better at running your business from working with that coach throughout the lifespan of doing the work that you do. Right. So you would, would you say that this is also helpful in terms of getting more out of your time? Do you mean like if you're a person who is just trying to like work harder, I mean, work smarter instead of harder? Yes. I know that some people, like you mentioned, you know, like working a lot of hours, getting a lot of things done, but not getting the results. So would you say that hiring a coach would provide you a little bit more of that time management skill as well? A hundred percent. So some coaches are very specific to those kinds of skills. And I'm definitely great at helping people get tips on how to manage their time and really maximize the time that they're putting in their business. But in that particular reference, what we're talking about is that I'll just try to give you an example. So let's say that you really need to get clients. So you're kind of newer in your business and you really need to get clients. But the problem is you're not really sure how to do that. And so you think, well, like, what are the things that I can do? Because I have to be doing something, have to be working towards this goal. So you start thinking about your opt-in and you're constantly creating new opt-ins, trying to generate more leads. And you are thinking that you need to completely redo your website. But what you find is that you're always preparing and it becomes another form of procrastination. But when you're in it, you can't always see that. So a coach will say, 
this is where you need to put your focus so that you're not spending all of your hours. Because I mean, honestly, I'm sure every business owner feels this way. You never run out of things that you could do, right? But that doesn't mean you actually have to do all of those things. So they can help you get your energy refocused into what do you need to do to move the needle right now? And part of that is also addressing why are we constantly preparing instead of actually executing on the things that we need to do. Right. And I heard somewhere actually that um, sometimes we fall into the trap of doing activities that are too administrative. We're doing thousand things at once, you know, as entrepreneurs sometimes can get overwhelmed because we, you know, wear 17 hats or more than that. And I, I realize that sometimes a business coach can sometimes help you with understanding that you can take a load off and focus on the important things. So is that something you also help clarify your clients? Yes. Yeah, so it's really looking at all the things that you have to do and then also kind of deciding. So without the mindset piece of, you know, just constantly preparing, it's also good to look at your business and see how you can streamline. So that can come into what can you automate? What could you hire out and give to someone else? And a lot of times it's even getting into that place if you're in between of how can I start preparing now so that I'm ready to hand this over to someone else, which is going to open up room for me to actually scale my business. Right. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs have a difficult time with that, um, kind of delegating some things, trusting that somebody else can do the minute yeah. tasks. You know, part of that, part of that is definitely the trust factor. And then there's a little bit of fear of like, can I afford this? What is, what is this going to look like? Mm-hmm. And then there's another portion where I see people who go and hire somebody, but they haven't actually been able to get their systems and processes down enough to actually train somebody to take over for them. And so part of the process of making this a really great transition is actually preparing your business for someone to come in and help you. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you mentioned also just a second ago about opt-in. So for for those of our listeners that do not know what opt-in is, can you tell us what that is? Oh, an email opt-in. So that is just a marketing a way that you can market your business. So it's something that you offer for free and in exchange for that free item or free content, someone gives you their email address. And what do you do with that email address? Once you have someone's email address, then that gives you the ability to give them even more things that they would find useful and in sharing more information, more content. Um, If you're a service provider, that could be something a little bit different than that. Then you are establishing a relationship with that person. You are showing them your expertise, and then you're also letting them know how they can hire you to help you to help them with the things that they may need. Mm -hmm. So would you say that's a pretty important segment of um, business to to collect the email addresses? It's a very important segment of, of to collect these email addresses because it gives you a lot of information. Um, The information that you're looking for is how interested are people in the things that you're offering? Because if they're not clicking, they're not opening, that gives you a lot of, of intel about how how you're lining up. So that doesn't mean that what you're offering is wrong. It may be that, that you're positioning yourself to the wrong clients or something like that. So it can give you a lot of insight. And then it gives you a different kind of relationship because you're directly inside of their inbox. And unlike social media, for example, where you don't know if someone is looking at your post always. So lots of people can look at your post, but maybe never comment or engage with you in some other way. You always know if they open your email. Right, right. 
So um, when do you recommend hiring a business coach? At what point in your business? In the beginning, when you're six months in, at what point do you would you suggest somebody hiring a business coach? So there are different coaches that help people at different points of their business. So I think that there is always, it's always good to have a coach. I have a coach. One of my friends last week said, good coaches always have good coaches. And I think that's so true. So the real factor here is, is you, are you ready to show up? You know, if this is just a hobby and you don't have the time and you're not fully bought into what it is that you're doing, then you do not need to hire a coach. But if you know that you are so ready to invest your time into this business, whatever business you've chosen, and you are passionate about the work that you're doing or the work that you want to do, then it's always a good time for you to hire on some help. Mm -hmm. And what kind of business do you, businesses do you help? Is it any kind of business or just uh, creative businesses? I help service-based businesses. And so this would be someone who sometimes they have small teams, but most, most of the time they're entrepreneurs. They have maybe one to five team members. And I help a lot of people in the segments of being other coaches, people that are in, um, that are healers, people that are in some sort of like life coaching and those kinds of things. And then, like I said, just general service providers. So web designers and people like that. Mm-hmm. And then do you offer online classes as well? I do have a few online classes, but mostly I focus on my one-to-one services. Okay. So, but would you recommend um, for, for women to take advantage of online classes? What, how would you speak to that? Online classes are great, especially when you are either wanting to learn something very specific Mm-hmm. or you kind of need some general information just to sort of get your feet off the ground. So one-on-one help is always going to be more beneficial than just a course because they are going to help you with that execution and that accountability piece. So I think that the more specific of a thing that you're wanting to learn, the better a course is for you. But if it's more like general business growth or it's putting everything together of what you've learned or if you're finding yourself just not growing as fast as you want to, then look for some one-on-one help. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that some people have online classes where they're free and then they take you to a next step where you pay for the next segments. Is that something that you also do? or That's not something that I do. So I really think about it as kind of a a pyramid of what are the things that I offer for free? So an upside down pyramid. These are the ways that I give back, that I make connections with people and it's a hundred percent free. And so this is how I'm helping. I'm giving back. I'm establishing my expertise. I'm making connections because relationships are really important to me. And so instead of having a free class that, that you then pay for, the free things that I have are my podcast. Um, I have lots of content that I've written and lots of things that I share on social media. Then I also have some really good opt-ins. So like a free mini course Mm -hmm. and I have a free mentoring group called the magnetic entrepreneur on Facebook and anybody can join this. And then I give free coaching sessions. So I feel like that's for me, that's a really good way to work with someone. And so instead of having buy part two, it's really that if you decide that you want to, um, invest in your business and you'd like to work together, then you would hire me for a one-on-one service. Yeah. I like that very much. I 
am not particularly fond of the kind of like, um, I don't want to sound negative, but it's kind of like a hook. You know, somebody thinks they're getting something for free and they get like bits and pieces. And then at the end of it, it says, well, if you want to find out more, uh, you have to pay um, this much in order to find out. So I like your uh, strategy and I like that you have so much free information for women to kind of, you know, get sold on you because I think that's important if somebody feels comfortable. And I noticed on your website, you have something called five-day visibility challenge. Tell us a little bit about that. So the five-day visibility challenge is something that I have. It's an opt-in. So the challenge, the first time I ran it took place inside of my Facebook group. And so that was a really good way for me to grow my group. And then now I've restructuring that into an evergreen link. So evergreen just means that it is always living. So there's not any extra time sensitive things that I have to do, but it's an example of an opt-in. So when you give me your email address, then you get access to this five day visibility challenge Mm -hmm. so that you're able to show up on social media in a more impactful way. Nice. Very interesting. I like that. And you have a Facebook group. That's also uh, pretty, pretty cool. Um, so reading, uh, your website, kind of researching about who you are, I noticed that you talk about discovering your brand's voice. Tell us about, uh, that and, and how you, um, voice that to, to your clients, discovering your brand's voice. I'm really interested to hear about that. Yeah. So my background, I, before I started my own business or one of three businesses, I've tried a few different things. I was an art director at a fortune 100 company. And so my background is really at the core in branding. And it's something that I really love. And when I was working in, in my design studio, so that was um, the first big business that I started when I left my corporate job, I noticed that people, the process that I would take them through so that they could get their visual brand was so helpful and brought so much clarity to them within the scope of their overall content, their services, how they were verbally marketing their business. And so it's a huge part of what I do when I coach people now is we have to make sure that you have a really good foundation. You've got to be able to tell people who you are, what you do and who you do it for in a very, very clear way. So Mm -hmm. Discover Your Brand Voice is one of my one-on-one offerings, and it is where we just concentrate on your messaging, but it's a lighter version because it's geared specifically towards social media. And the reason why I pulled this out of my larger package and made it something that was smaller, less expensive, and really easy to digest is because being online and Facebook groups and things like that, I heard so many people who, from my perspective, were really stuck and they weren't growing their business. They weren't talking about their business because they felt like they didn't know what to say on social media. And I thought, oh, this is this is terrible, right? Like Because that shouldn't be the thing that's holding you back from being able to make money, support your family, being able to do work that you love. And so I knew that with my experience, I could really break this down and help people. And so that's exactly what we do. We define what it is that you are going to talk about. So if you can think about those like content categories or pillars, you've probably heard some of these terms that may sound familiar to you. Mm -hmm. And then I actually teach you how to find that overlap between who you are and what you do and create captions that are actually going to build your business. 
So you're also referring to posting on social media such as Instagram and Facebook? Exactly. Okay. Um, and when you're talking about brand's voice, um, do you also mean um, how that relates to a person's um, private life and, and business life as well? Let's say, you know, like the colors you choose for your brand, does that reflect who you are as an individual? Is that something you also include? Well, this is going to sound a little bit harsh, but in the reality of being a person who is going to buy something and being a person who is going to sell something, people mm -hmm. really don't care very much at all about all of those personal details. Okay. What they really want to know is, am I going to be seen and heard? And the way that you really connect with people and let them know what is different about you. Like I'm a business coach and there are tons of business coaches, right? Like you're not going to have a hard time. I don't offer something that is very hard to get. I'm not like a, a rare painting or something like that. But in another way I am because I'm different. Like I don't coach people the way that everybody else does. And so your brand voice is not about your, your latte. It's not about your brand colors. It's about what makes you different. And so discovering your brand, brand voice is figuring out how to talk about what you do, where people understand your expertise and what makes you different and why you're the perfect person for them. Not everybody, but specifically for them. That's a pretty difficult question, to be honest with you, like what makes you different? So if you're sitting in front of your Instagram account and you want to make a good branding post and you don't want to put that latte from Starbucks and you ask yourself, what makes me different? How would you coach your client in that moment? What would you ask her to help her put that post out there? Well, this is definitely a reason why this is like an intensive package because we really shift through it. But I can tell you from my experience of talking to so many entrepreneurs that the funny thing is whatever it is that makes you different, the it thing, it's what you're already doing. And people have an idea that it's, I mean, it's called discover your brand voice, but the it factor is not something you have to discover really because you're already doing it. It's just that you can't see it from the inside of your business. And that's why it's so transformative to have someone else look at your business from the outside and get to know you. Because usually the things that we do that are like our magic, they're so easy for us that we think they don't matter. Mm -hmm. So you're the person that comes in and kind of points that out to the entrepreneur. Hey, listen, this is how different you are. And these are the things that are cool about you. Exactly. Um, I work with a lot of people that have um, an MLM. And so for them, it's really shifting from just selling a product to becoming more of a lifestyle brand. And all these things that they think are super trivial are the things that make people want to buy from them, just mm -hmm. like everybody else. Sort of like I heard somebody say, I can't remember where, don't sell the mattress, sell the quality of sleep. Would you say that that's kind of similar? Yeah. So just for that example, if we're talking about a mattress, right, I can buy a mattress from anywhere. But when I'm speaking to the pain points, if I'm like, it's like your best friend, if I was to say, look, you need this mattress because my back was freaking killing me and picking up the little kids all day. And my back is hurting. Then I'm like super exhausted at night. Then I get cranky with the kids. And then my husband and I are fighting, but we got this mattress and I've never slept so good. I feel like a whole new person. I feel so arrested. I'm exercising more like 
those are the things that people are like, dang, I need that mattress, right? <laughs> That's funny. So would you, because uh, I'm really interested about the social media posting thing. This is kind of, um, I think, a hot topic right now. I mean, it always has been, but, you know, let's say there's somebody sitting out there, they're, you know, they want to put a nice uh, Instagram post, even myself, um, and I want to focus on my brand. Um, would you say posting your private life on Instagram is also part of building your brand? Or would you advise your client not to do that? A picnic with your husband? I think that that really, it, it all depends on, I mean, just because you are sharing personal things doesn't automatically mean that people are going to respond more to you because you're being um, like air quotes, like authentic. Mm -hmm. That's not it. It's not about the personal stuff. So it's how you relate that back to your brand. Um, <clears throat> for example, if I was talking to, um, I was coaching someone for discover your brand voice yesterday, and she is a um, financial coach for widows. And it, we were talking about how one of the things that she does is, is um, she sells, well, in part of her coaching, she helps people with spending plans. So deciding, making a budget, basically. And mm -hmm. she was telling me a story about how they went to a really expensive restaurant and celebrated her anniversary in honor of her late husband. So if she had just posted a picture of them at the restaurant, it wouldn't really mean anything. But when she tells you that she's able to go to this restaurant because she has a spending budget and so she's able to go to this restaurant and feel great about it and not think like, oh, I feel bad about spending this money or something like that. But she's able to have and fully embrace this enjoyable moment without any kind of guilt because of her skills, then she's created a caption that's both personal and relevant to building her brand. Okay, so it's also about the caption and what you put underneath the picture. Yes. Okay. So if you're posting pictures of your kids and things, that's great because we love our kids and everybody likes kids, but, but how does that relate to your business? So for me, if I post about my family, it's all about the fact that this business that I've created allows me to have choices. And that's really important to me because I want to have a choice of like how I raise my kids, if they're homeschooled, if they go to regular school, if I'm there in the afternoons. And that's so important to me that I enjoy being able to do that for other people. And that's why I help women build businesses. Mm -hmm. So this is this is really cool. I like I like what you're saying, because it kind of clarifies why we do certain things that we do on Instagram or Facebook. I know a lot of people are posting videos, IG, IGTV. And, um, it's important to clarify why we're doing these things, why are we posting them? It's not at all about just being authentic, you know, like pictures without your makeup. And then why are you posting a picture, uh, without your makeup? Yeah. I mean, when you're writing your pick, when you are writing your captions, just ask yourself, how does this relate to my brand? Right. right. Why, why should people care about this? That's important because I hear a lot of times over and over, um, you know, your brand is you, your brand is you. I hear that all the time, but then you clarify just now why your brand is you because you need to connect it to your business. Exactly. Right. That's very good. I like that a lot. So to just to wrap up, um, I wanted to find out if you could maybe share with our audience a couple of your 
key tips um, for entrepreneurs, uh, women that are listening about strategy and coaching? Maybe for somebody who's new or starting out right now or somebody who's lost um, and they don't really have the money right now to hire the coach yet. They will maybe in the future, but what would you tell them right now? A couple of tips. Well, this is a really great question because I believe that well, I know that even more people are going to be starting businesses. So the number one thing you want to think about is you have to clarify these three things, who you are, what you do, and who you do it for. Mm -hmm. so who you are is the reason why you're doing this. What's your why? What's your expertise? What's your background? What you do is how you're going to serve people. So um, think about it like this, especially when you're starting out, focus on one thing, one tiny thing that you know that you can 100% give people this transformation for this one particular item. Mm -hmm. and because that's the easiest way to start generating sales because it's so specific. Mm -hmm. And who you do it for is niching in on a specific group of people that you want to serve. So if you are going to be, um, well, the, the client that I had yesterday is a good example. So her, who she is, is a person that is a widow and her expertise is in finance. What she does is help other widows create a steady financial um, foundation so that they can move on with their lives and experience more joy. So that's the, that's the what and the who. So it's for other widows. Mm -hmm. Well, I think wrapping up, I'm going to ask you to share with our audience where they can find you, where they can find more information about what you do, your coaching. And then you mentioned you have that five-day visibility challenge and you also have a Facebook group. Uh, so share with us where we can find you. Yeah. So I would love to connect with you guys. I have a podcast called The Be Heard Podcast. And I also have a free mentoring Facebook group. So we do some free coaching in there. And there is a bunch of really great entrepreneurs. It's called The Magnetic Entrepreneur, and that's free on Facebook. And then you can also find me on Instagram at Shanna DeWitt or reach out and get that challenge at ShannaDeWitt.com. Great. Excellent. Thank you so much, Shanna. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to speak with our audience. You shared a lot of valuable information and cool tips. Thank you so much again. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Thanks. Did you enjoy this episode? Be sure to let us know and rate us on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us to be on alert for future episodes. Have a question or comment? Why not leave a voice message on our platform at anchor.fm forward slash caramel chic. For more on our brand and to check out our exciting blog posts, visit caramelchic.com. Thank you for listening to our show. Do you live in the Charlotte, North Carolina area? Are you planning to move here or know of anyone that is? Aside from being a blogger and a podcaster, I am also a licensed real estate broker. I share exceptional industry expertise and I provide personal attention to detail to all my clients. Best of all, I don't sell real estate. I sell results. Contact me for a free buyer or seller consultation over a delicious cup of coffee today.